What's going on, everybody? We are back. Welcome to another Mando Monday right here on Streamer Season, the premier streaming platform podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining me by way of the force, the one and only Dylan Mazzola. Hey, what's up, Kyle? I'm happy to be back on our second episode of Mando Monday. Um, I think you can agree with me. This past episode was uh, different, but it was a, a good change of pace. I'm happy to be back. It was indeed different. It was, um, I don't want to say it was filler because it wasn't. I think there's going to be some, I think there's going to be a lot of additions from this episode. It wasn't necessarily like the best overall episode, but yeah. I enjoyed it. And that's the cool thing about the Mandalorian in my opinion it's the type of show where the quote-unquote bad episodes are still very good I definitely agree agree, uh, agree with that I really can't think offhand any episodes I like hated you know there's some you like more than others but that's any show um yeah I think you got, you got that vibe though because it kind of the episode set itself up to be continued and also like you said and you put it well have things come and stem from that episode. So we'll see going forward how that affects everything in a domino uh, pattern or effect. Yeah, and before we get into uh, breaking down this episode, shout out to our incredible sponsor, Tomahawk Shades, the best in eyewear protection. Every single episode, guys, when I'm recording a podcast, watching an episode of The Mandalorian, I'm wearing my blue light plus glasses, and you guys should be too. You only get one set of eyes. You got to protect those bad boys. And what better way than with our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Right now, head over to Tomahawk Shades' website, use the force, add like 17 pairs to your cart, and on your way out, when you're checking out, blowing up the Death Star that is your wallet, use our promo code, USP, at checkout. It's going to save you 25% off your entire order to make sure your eyes are absolutely protected as you watch The Mandalorian Season 2 each and every Friday. And right now, all orders $75 and over qualify for free shipping. It's just too good of a deal to pass up. So like I said, head over to TomahawkShades.com and enter the code USP at checkout. You're going to save 25% off your entire order. Tomahawk Shades, a quality product for an affordable price. So let's get into it, Dylan. Uh, And spoilers are ahead. So if you haven't watched chapter 10 of the Mandalorian season two, episode two, one, why are you listening to this episode of the podcast? But we're going to give you three seconds to 
pause. To run. <laughs> to your television, computer, phone, whatever your device is that you watch, and go watch Chapter 10, Season 2, Episode 2 of The Mandalorian. So three, two, one. Uh, so we pick up where uh, we left off in the first episode, in the premiere episode of Season 2. Mando's riding around like a space cowboy through the desert. And... Uh, <laughs> Seems to be going at uh, pretty high speeds because there's no uh, space cops on the road, so he's just kicking that thing <laughs> in the hyperdrive, going as fast as he can. And uh, then we we cut to, I guess you could call them, like, pseudo-bounty hunters. They were just kind of like thugs, I guess, um, hammering away at some rocks. And then as they hear Mando's speeder picking up and getting closer to their earshot, they start hammering away even quicker, and then we get an homage to uh, Return of the Jedi with the the Ewoks, and uh, yeah. we get a, a rope trap, and Mando gets knocked off his speeder. Yeah, um, I, I, I did like the whole callback to the Ewoks, because like any Star Wars fan, you gotta love those crazy killer teddy bears. Um, but yeah, they're definitely still continuing the Western S theme. I mean, desert planets are pretty much all we've seen this, this, the, uh, season so far. Um, but yeah, what Kyle said is pretty much what happened. This, this, this episode up until a certain point is, is relatively straightforward. I feel is not much to interpret until a certain part. Yeah, I totally agree. And, uh, so he flips off his speeder and they, uh, they start attacking Mando. And, of course, Baby Yoda, the child, is uh, kind of disoriented, doesn't really know where it's at. And uh, that's kind of the prize that they're looking for is trying to get Baby Yoda. And uh, Mando starts kicking some ass, as he always does, you know, sending these guys away. And uh, it gets to a point where the one little dude who has uh, the weirdest-looking face of all of these guys. Just yeah, like he's a, weird. Just like a... A Jawa with like a robot face uh, has Baby Yoda at knife point, and and you're kind of just like, come on, you scumbag! Like it's a kid, like put him down. Um, and he's trying to bargain with him, trying to get as much as he can out of Mando. And Mando's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in this wreckage over here. You can take your pick of what you want. And I don't know about you. At first, I thought that he was gonna try to take the the boba fett armor yeah i also thought that um but you know obviously pan out a different way but no i was worried he was gonna try to be try to take something of that nature which obviously mando would not be happy or allow that so it was interesting yeah i uh i thought that was gonna be the case at first and then you know he does his little no, give me your give me your jetpack. I want the jetpack. Uh, <laughs> not knowing that Mando still has the control of the jetpack on his wrist, uh, so Mando's like, "Here, take the jetpack. It, it's yours." Gives over Baby Yoda to Mando, and then did you find it weird that Homeboy was able to sprint like he was Usain Bolt after getting shot in the leg? Hey, man. I guess certain people in Star Wars, certain aliens, <laughs> they got the zoomies. Man, I don't know. <laughs> my man healed up like he was Wolverine in the cut, just like whoop, I'm good to go, and then started bolting out of there because he knew he was he was screwed. Like there was no way he was getting away from Mando. 
Uh, and then, you know, Mando just taps on his, uh, his old little wrist control of the jetpack, sends homeboy flying into orbit, gets his jetpack back. It collapses over. Mando does a little, you know, I had to do it to him shrug to baby Yoda. And then it cuts to the theme music. And I thought it was a very awesome, fun and quirky way to open this episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was a neat opening. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of ballsy in the sense where how the last one ended, you would think that that would be immediately what they return to. And once again, if you didn't watch last week's episode while you're listening to this, but you know, last week's episode ended with one of the craziest things of all time, revealing that Boba Fett is in fact alive. So you would have thought, I'm sure you probably would agree. You would think that he would be in the first couple minutes of the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, just cause it's a crazy event and they will return to that, but I, it's, it's a different move. I kind of like it, but it didn't incorporate him at all on in the opening. Yeah. It kind of gave is- you that open-ended thing. Like, okay, Boba Fett knows his armor is still, you know, floating around the galaxy. He's going to reconvene, figure out and keep an eye on Mando, but he's not going to necessarily, you know, follow him every single move. No, yeah, I agree. So we'll, we'll see how that factors into it. Um, I mean, he did. Well, he, I mean, it's not a spoiler because if you're listening, you saw the episode. Boba Fett didn't appear at all in this episode, and I just wanted to make light of that because it's interesting from a standpoint to not have him at all in yeah. the next episode. Absolutely, I like it though. I like it. It's cool. It's different. Um, and then Mando, you know, has to walk through the desert because his uh, his speeder is destroyed, so he's carrying everything. Uh, I kind of got memories of the episode of Rugrats when they're on the playground and they meet the kid who has the caterpillar, caterpillar like <laughs> thing where it's yeah. like so hot and <laughs> seeing mirages and everything. Yeah, that was what I I got from that. But then Mando shows up and of course they go to uh, one of the most historic places in Star Wars history and uh, it was the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yes, you could almost hear and feel. The music from a mile away, the infamous Cantina song. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it to kick in. Uh, had some some Jawas outside, being little rascals that they are. Uh, and then Mando goes into the Cantina. We see a bunch of familiar, or you know, updated styles of uh, aliens and and creatures and stuff like that. Uh, in the in the cantina and then Mando walks up to the table sees our our good friend who is uh seems to be a recurring character in season 2 now. Uh yes. She's sitting down with Dr. Mandible, which I found hilarious. Um Yeah, interesting name. Playing, you know, space poker essentially. Uh but, you know, I don't know if this is caught up to you, but I feel like Peli Mato is going to be a recurring character throughout this season. Seems to be an important character now to just Mando's arc and finding the Mandalorian that he's looking for. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, she's been in enough episodes in general to already kind of label her a recurring character. And I think she does have a pivotal role because she is one of the only people that he trusts to look after the child because she kind of gave that whole motherly vibe. And she also, um, 
you know, has droids at her disposal and she knows how to like fix ships. So between the fact that she can basically be a babysitter <laughs> and she can also fix ships, not a bad ally to have. And we haven't seen her with the blaster, but who knows? Maybe she knows how to use a pistol as well. So seems like an all around good ally to have for the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, she seems like she's going to be a bit of comedic relief too uh, throughout each episode because we got that exactly uh, at the table with Dr. Mandible which is just a fantastic name for the creature that Dr. Mandible is, just a giant ant. Um, and yeah. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Peyton Reed, the director of this episode, uh, was also the director of Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I found it pretty funny that a giant ant was uh, in this episode that he directed. That's cool. I, I didn't know that. You learn, you know, you learn something new every day, Kyle. You learn something new every day. A lot of Marvel uh, kickbacks throughout these first two episodes, I say, because we talked about it on the last episode that we did uh, with the explosion, kind of an homage to Iron Man uh, and the the first big explosion in Iron Man one, and now we get an ant in the episode that's directed by the director of Ant Man. Um, yeah. But they're playing, you know, space poker essentially. And uh, she gets Mando to essentially pay her, you know, entry into the pot there. Pelimato does uh, and is like, oh, he's on a hot streak. And then she absolutely dupes him and takes his money. And I was like, damn, God is ass. Cold stones. She can also gamble, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if she wants to send any gambling advice our way. That'd be much obliged. Um, but so yeah, the game they were playing, uh, the card game is called Idiots Array, I believe is what it's called. Um, I think it's either the game or is that what she had, like her hand? So I'm looking I'm not... at it here. Um, so either way, it's amazing. Yeah. So an Idiots Array was a winning hand in the card game Sabak, uh, and it's also the hand that was used by. Lando uh when they were playing so it's kind of like the the ace in the hole type play it's like black getting blackjack almost um but in Star Wars so she gets idiots array uh -huh. in Sabacc against Dr. Mandible and Dr. Mandible apparently knows the location of some Mandalorian uh and obviously Mando brings back the crate dragon meat and Pelimato also does an homage to Greedo, saying that she doesn't like her crate dragon meat. Well done, because that's the the only people that like it that way are the race that Greedo is. Yes, um, Rodidian, I think his yes. race is. That's yeah. that's what it is. I was that was pretty funny, and then I don't know if you also noticed the droid that was uh, helping cook the meat was also one of the droids from uh, Uncle Ben's estate. Oh, yeah. Neat. Yeah, I, I really do like how they're incorporating a lot of Easter eggs and callbacks and things of that nature in the show. It's really cool. Whether you're a super diehard Star Wars fan or semi-casual, you, you're able to pick out some things, which is interesting. And then I also saw on Twitter somewhere that uh, the way that they were cooking the crate dragon meat is the way that they cook the, the main meat course uh, at Galaxy's Edge in Disney World which I thought was also pretty cool. Yeah, it's neat. 
Uh, so a lot of like just hidden Easter eggs throughout all these episodes. But uh, Pelimato tells Mando that, uh, you know, there's a, a deal in place, essentially, that, uh, you know, there's information that's free uh, as long as he can transport this uh, person until, <laughs> until they show up. We don't know who it is. Um, I don't know about you. Did you think that the person was going to be Boba Fett? I thought they were going to be a Boba Fett, or I thought they would be another Moss Eisley, Tatooine-esque character, like someone we've already seen, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a recurring person. Did not expect what we got. (laughs) I'll tell you that much. Uh, So, come to find out, the contact wants passage to the the next system over uh and mando agrees like cool and then there's obviously the the kink in the in the plan is that mando can't use hyperdrive uh yeah it's no no which is not great um but we get the appearance of the passenger that the episode is named for uh and it's a frog lady <laughs> yes that that is the truest description uh of the passenger what kyle just said it is a frog lady um literally frogger is now in the star wars universe apparently so uh <laughs> and apparently frog lady appeared in episode or in chapter five of the mandalorian which i don't remember um i don't remember that either must have been i don't know when that would have been but i'm looking at the star wars wiki here right now just to see if she actually had a name or not but uh, apparently first appearance was in chapter five the gunslinger um but essentially her backstory is she has these eggs that need to get to this planet that her husband has located and it's for the existence of their species and if they don't uh you know get them fertilized by the equinox i think they said it was uh then their race is going to die so you can't use hyperdrive because the eggs will essentially just be destroyed so i don't know about you the whole time i was like there's something suspect about frog lady I mean, the whole hyper not using hyperspace hyperdrive was kind of weird because that's like, like a, a setup that's a, yeah, it did seem like a setup. That's kind of like a big part of Star Wars. Like most people use hyperdrives and stuff. But I mean, maybe her eggs are su- like pseudo sensitive. I didn't really dive into that too too much, so I'm not I'm not sure. But yeah, it definitely leaves you on your toes, rightfully so, because the whole point of the show, I feel, is there's certain characters that have have burned Mandalorian um, and have not. So I think you're likely or supposed to have, you know a certain level of distrust with new characters. Yeah. It's like one of those things where he gets double crossed time and time again. Uh, it's the life of a space cowboy. <laughs> ha. And, uh, yeah. So she has to get the escort from Tatooine to the estuary moon of Trask is what it is. Uh, because she had eggs that needed to be fertilized by her husband. Um, so I mean, She's got, I thought the backpack that the eggs were in was kind of cool, too. It was kind of like this giant test tube type thing. Um, yeah, it was neat. 
She speaks fluent frog, obviously. And, Which no uh, one else speaks. <laughs> Pel- apparently, Pelimato does, but she paraphrases a bunch when she's speaking, so we don't even know fully what uh, Frog Lady was truly saying to Mando, but Mando eventually agrees. They get into his ship, and uh, they start rocking and rolling to uh, transport Frog Lady to where she has to get to. Uh, and it's a slow journey because obviously no can't use hyperspace. hyperspace. Yeah. It's, and it's far. The and planet, it's in the outer rim, which if people aren't accustomed to the Star Wars, imagine like a map of our solar system and imagine going as far possible as you can. And that's essentially what the outer rim is. It's like the out, it's the outer, you know, it's what the name implies exactly. is the outer, you know, rim. So it's also that's where a lot of pirates and uh, which is why Kyle and I are shady or not, well, not, we're not shady. We're shady of her. A lot of pirates and no good people and un you know kind of like un um, discovered things all await and that on those kind of in the outer rims. So it's the whole ordeal is you know it's kind of sketch. Yeah, a little sus. Um, so they're on the uh, the ship and everything. Baby Yoda sees the eggs and I thought this part was absolutely hilarious. And this is what Baby Yoda is all about: providing that comic relief. We said this in the first episode of Mando Mondays. Uh, he, he dives into that canister and uh, pulls an egg out of the canister and starts slurping down those eggs. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I was trying to count throughout the episode how many he ate, and I lost count. So he, I, <laughs> my, <laughs> my man was snacking. He was munching and slurping and had no regrets either, which I thought was pretty interesting uh throughout the episode but it's also a funny callback because if if you guys watch season one and remember the episode there's even a funko pop with it uh where baby yoda has the frog in his mouth and eats the frog um so it's kind of like his diet is you know he enjoys the amphibious life and uh munches and crunches on frogs and it's also my dad brought this up too when we were watching it you know baby yoda's been eating you know the frogs and now these eggs it, it makes a lot of sense why uh, Yoda was chilling in the swamp. It does. Um, it's a, just a plenty of frogs and swamps, plenty of you know smaller reptiles. So definitely, it's, it seems that Baby Yoda's species um, likes meat, but like Kyle said, prefers to eat it in, in that of like frogs and I guess snakes and stuff of that nature, eggs and so forth. And it's also pretty funny that Yoda. And a bunch of, you know, the creatures from Star Wars are Muppets. And the most recognizable Muppet is a frog. Ah, I like that, Kyle. I didn't even think about that. Uh, So I think that's pretty funny as well. But uh, obviously, Mando and the frog lady have no sense of communication. Mando doesn't speak frog, so can't really communicate. Um, After uh, Baby Yoda eats the first egg, puts him in the hammock in that little room and then they try to get some sleep, but then the alarm goes off, they go back up and then there's two, uh, new Republic X wings that, uh, come on through and it is, uh, captain Carson Tava is one of the, uh, the pilots there and they kind of are, you know, questioning Mando, like, what are you doing here? You don't have a beacon. Uh, the sector's now under new Republic 
you know, control. It's part of the rules. Um, and, you know, kind of give him uh, an old teacher's line of, you know, we'll wait. Yeah. Um, basically, encountered our first uh, space bount- uh, mounties in Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> which is essentially the vibe I got out of the two pilots. And then uh, Mando also dropping in a uh, May the Force Be With You when he doesn't even really know about Jedis, but knows that, you know, that's something that the good guys say to each other. Yeah, he's trying to, trying, trying to blend in, trying to simulate into his situation. Um, I think it's interesting because we talked about it before in last uh, last week's episode of Mando Monday. This is also further giving you more clues as to the exact timetable. Mm-hmm. Last episode, we learned about how it's sometime after the second Death Star. And then now we're learning that these rebel pilots looked more. I, you, you probably agree with this, or you just, I, I think these pilots looked more like they were part of the resistance that is in the newer movies with Adam Driver as Kylo Ren and so forth. At least for me, that's because they, they they looked different. They didn't look like the usual rebels from the Mark Hamill original series, um, and the way they were going about their business, it seemed um, something like the new order of the Republic or the rebels would do more so than the new, than the older ones. So I don't know. Something I picked up on. I agree. I don't know how you feel about that? Because we all know the new Republic, uh, is kind of like that in between of, you know, the original movies and then the, the new remakes. But we also know that the new Republic gets blown to absolute hell. Yes. So it's interesting. It kind of gives us, um, an idea, it's interesting to know that there was a base because they I think they told him if he didn't have didn't answer them or didn't ping them or something they would have to escort him to a base nearby or something or yeah, outpost. I think it was the the New Republic Correctional Transport or something like that. No, that 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 was that, that was a callback to the episode in the, in the first season when he was there and helped oh, right, right, save right. that guy. But they, I think I think they asked him about that, which is you know it's a good point you brought that up. But I think they said like if he didn't ping or whatever, they would have to bring him back to the outpost, something yeah. like that. Um, and it was kind of like a, a play, like since we know it's the New Republic, they're not exactly the resistance yet, which is what the uh, the quote unquote good guys are under in the uh, the new remakes. But uh, Mando kind of starts going. Rogue goes on a on a run of his own, and Trapper Wolf, the other X-wing uh, pilot, says they've got a runner. The the X-wings kind of go Transformers, and uh, I <laughs> thought that was pretty badass. The way we saw the X-wings kind of evolve into uh, a different form, so that they could uh, be a little bit more badass. No, it's cool. It's uh, it's cool seeing the, the technology kind of you know take something that we all know as Star Wars fans and uh, changes up a little bit. And it was cool seeing. Uh, I personally, Star Wars, one of the coolest things is seeing like space battles and that nature because literally it's called Star Wars. You know, the name, the name implies there's going to be battles in the space. So it's always cool when you have a dogfight. I mean, this, this is more of a flea situation, but it was still neat to see that in the show. So. Yeah, absolutely. And the planet they ended up on. Uh, is called Maldo Crease. Uh, yeah, not going there for vacation. I'll put that out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> miss, me, miss me with that. Yeah, don't have enough North Face hashtag not a sponsor jackets uh, to be out there for too long. But they uh, they kind of go through a whole uh, 
battle out there, and uh, Mando's ship eventually crashes uh, inside of like an ice cave, and then uh, not too much long after, it drops down through another layer of ice and uh, completely crashes. So then it seems like they're kind of stuck in a, a bit of wreckage inside, uh, you know, an ice cave. No, um, dude, I was upset that they crashed because I love his ship and, uh, it didn't look too good after it crashed, Kyle. A couple holes. (laughs) A couple Um, holes indeed. It was a much worse scenario of the SpongeBob SpongeBob episode where they back up the Flying Dutchman's ship. You're good, you're good, but it was quite quite a few uh, more holes, a lot more damage, and, uh, Mm, duct tape and WD-40 might not fix this problem. Yeah. Uh, so Mando goes to another section of the ship, finds the child, baby Yoda, under some debris, munching on another egg, and he's like, you son of a bitch, what are you doing? I told you not to do this. And it was kind of like Mando realizing taking care of a kid is not all that easy. No, it's not easy. I mean, I think Mando also realizes he might have to change his parenting tactics. He might, he might have to ground the little guy. I don't know, man. I, I don't think Baby Yoda listens to his daddy all that well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, with the temperature continuing to drop as it gets, as nightfall kind of comes around, uh, Mando goes and gets some blankets, gets some uh, some food for the frog lady and Baby Yoda. And uh, Frog Lady ain't too happy about it because she's losing her damn mind about the eggs and is like, we can't really understand what she's saying. Um, and then <laughs> Mando wakes up after uh, Frog Yo. Lady kind of <laughs> spots something on the shelf and uh, the mercenary attack droid that he, uh, that he slaughtered is speaking and somehow Frog Lady knew how to program this thing to be like a, a Webster's Spanish to English dictionary <laughs> and was talking into this thing. And I was absolutely terrified, one, because I'm like, Jesus, did because when you're watching the episode, you see it cut to the 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 head of that droid. And I'm like, yeah, I thought it woke up. Like, wake up and now like, you know, what is going to happen now? But then frog ladies over here talking into it like she's you know jeff dunham uh she's a puppet master and you know it's like wake up mandalorian and trying to tell him that they need to get to you know to trask so that they can yeah you know prevent the extinction of their family line and mando's like you know the deal's off like We'll, we'll all be lucky if we can live through this to the morning. Um, and then Frog Lady gets another nice little jab in there and says that uh, she thought honoring one's promise was part of the Mandalorian code, but perhaps yeah, that story dude. was just for children. So it's also pretty interesting that like the whole thing is like Frog Lady knows where some Mandalorians are, but she also knows the lore of the Mandalorian, which I found pretty interesting as well. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with both those things, and she also knows how to do, like you said, some technological puppet mastery crap. So, like, I think it also shows that she's not just a frog that's personized. 
and like you know has some intelligence it shows that she's pretty intelligent because she's able to reroute the the, um assassin droid and make it talk for her and like you said she's also well informed of mandalorian like 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 everyone else like the Mm -hmm. lore and the history how they're warriors um yeah it's just it it further it kind of points you in in a not a friendlier direction you're like okay maybe she's not full of shit but at the same time you're like how's this frog lady who's literally a giant ass frog know how to be an it person like i don't know it's just weird because fixing droids is not everyone's like people in star wars um seem to always know how to speak other languages that that's like a given most people some can speak droids some speak whatever but not everyone in star wars and i think if you think about it you, you would agree that has the technological touch i guess similar to real life not everyone can you know photoshop and so forth so star wars not everyone can fix a gonk droid or fix a c3po or fix a star you know a fighter so the fact that she's able to fix a droid means she has knowledge and she got that from somewhere yeah which i just was intrigued by that i guess is more more where i'm going with this absolutely and those two were like the first two things that raised a little bit of a red flag for me about frog lady was that one, she could reprogram a droid to turn into a translator, and two, she knew some Mandalorian lore and kind of like their creed of, you know, you gotta you gotta stick by your word. Uh, and then so Mando is kind of pissed off by that and is like, you know, the uh, type of sigh, like you can kind of yeah. get that read, and he goes outside, starts working on the ship to start repairing it, um, and then we see Baby Yoda kind of waddle his way out into the snow, and is like, "Hey, uh, hey, hey, Mando, uh, there, there, there's something going on over here. Uh, she kind of left, uh, but Mando's like, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you come make yourself useful over here, pal, and uh, help me work and, and fix this ship?" But Baby Yoda continues to, you know, say, "Hey, uh, she left. You might want to come take a look at this." And then, yeah, he's trying to tell him. <laughs> this was another red flag to me is that frog lady just kind of got up on her under her own, you know, will and, and drive to, you know, just go explore or whatever and didn't tell anybody. You see her footprints, obviously walking into that cave. Uh, and then they walk in and she's chilling like she's at, you know, uh, a, a hotel in the hot tub with her eggs in there. And Mando's like, Hey, we, we can't be doing this. Like, what are we doing here? Get the eggs back into the container. Uh, you know, I know it's warm, but we we can't be, you know, moving around without figuring out where we're at. Baby Yoda tries to eat another egg, and Mando's like, I swear to God, kid, if you try to do this again, <laughs> we're not doing this. Um, he has to get grounded. So Baby Yoda is then annoyed, turns around, looks, starts waddling over, uh, and starts peeling away what looked like a Cadbury cream egg. Uh, <laughs> Cadbury cream egg. Oh, Kyle! Open that bad Dude. boy up, <laughs> and it was not a Cadbury cream egg. No, it was definitely not a Cadbury cream. It was something far worse than it that. Was a and Cadbury I just want to say, cream it, egg. Yeah, yeah. No, um, did you get Tyler and I? My, my, my brother was watching it with me. Um, obviously not all of you know who Tyler is. Um. And we got like an alien vibe. Like I thought a face yes. hugger was gonna come out and grab <laughs> Baby Yoda. That's a good. I was call. like, oh my god, he's gonna get an alien born in him. I was like, this is the ultimate callback. Which maybe they were going for that. Also, Baby Yoda, before you talk about what's inside the egg, is very much 
the represent representation of a toddler. He puts everything in his mouth. <laughs> yes. He f finds things on the ground. He's like, you know what, little brain? I'm going to eat that. It yep. looks like an egg. Slurp down so. the innards of uh, that snow egg. And then as soon as that happened right on time, it was like a scene from Indiana Jones. You move the treasure and boom, there goes the booby trap. Uh, the the other eggs surrounding Baby Yoda start to shake, start to open up, and we've got snow spiders every fucking where. <laughs> Dude, there was quite a few of those spiders, and they were terrifying looking. You thought maybe you would get the Harry Potter scene vibes when the spiders come out, but this was worse. It was very Harry Potter esque. Um, a lot of people... it was, but these things were these things were terrifying, dude. These were like alien space spiders, oh, and it's freaking disgusting. And they're yeah, and they're on a hoth-like planet. So not only are you scared, crapless, shitless, you're also it's probably like ten degrees out. Yeah, and a lot of people thought they were the the Krikna from uh, the Clone Wars, but the Krikna were not susceptible to. Uh, blaster fire where these bad boys these bad boys were getting shot left and right by mando uh shooting range and the the more they ran and the more explosives that went off the more spiders showed up until big giant scary monster mondo spider yes the mommy spider and my <laughs> god dude that thing was terrifying it looked like a spider, obviously, but it looked like if Stranger Things and like got into Star Wars somehow, yes. and like it was it was a mixture of like a spider, demon, Stranger Things s vibe, and then a, a, an alien all like, in one. It was terrifying. like Star Wars, Stranger Things, and Harry Potter had a baby with a villain. Yeah, not not good in terms of uh, being uh, well. It was very good in terms of being scary, but not good for our main protagonist. And it was interesting because, like Kyla said, there's a. At first, you saw a bunch of small spiders, and then in the back, there was like I, I guess you could say medium sized, mm -hmm. like you know like the bigger ones. It was like and Pokemon. Then, like you said, yeah, it was like we were seeing all three stages of evolution. I guess. <laughs> You had you had like the Bulbasaur, the Venusaur, the Ivysaurs all in there, and it was it was so terrifying. Mando throws off those two bombs uh, against the wall, and that kind of traps the big Mondo John as they get back to the ship and haul ass. And uh, Frog Lady's like jumping around like she's a puppy on uh, tile floor. She was acting. She's acting like Frogger, dude. She was channeling channeling her inner Frogger. She uh, she reversed animorphed. And went back to being a normal frog instead of a frog lady. Um, yes. They get to the ship. The spiders are still coming through. They're getting into Mando's ship, which terrified the living shit out of me. I was like, geez, zoo, how many of these things are there? And they're just going to keep coming through and, and ruining his ship. Yeah, dude. His ship was not having a good time. So he's climbing up the, the ladder, shooting at more of them. And then... A bunch of them get in. One of them gets on Baby Yoda's head. He's losing his mind. And then you see blaster shots come through. And it goes pew, pew, pew. Three shots, three deaths. And come to find out, Frog Lady's got a, a better shot than most. 
and can can yeah. utilize a blaster. So now not only does she know how to reprogram an assassin droid to be a translator, not only does she know Mandalorian lore, but she also can use a blaster and blow some things into smithereens. Yeah, dude, pretty pretty sus behavior. I mean, we also could be overthinking this, people. Oh, and absolutely. She could this live. is all like... She, yeah, it's our opinion. She could literally be the world's greatest frog mom. You know, <laughs> she's ready to die for her children. Frog mom. Mother's intuition. Coming soon to TLC. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like it's like Taken, but just her children, and she's <laughs> Liam Neeson as the frog. I will mind you, and I will kill you. <laughs> Ribbit. Ribbit. Uh, but they. Uh, they kind of fire up the ship, and Mando's like, this better freaking work. And then Giant Spider is back and drops down onto the ship. And the legs smash through the glass. So now not only is Mando's ship being, you know, teabagged by Giant Spider, it's also destroyed again because those giant crab legs that it had broke through the, the roof of Mando's ship. Yeah, not, not, not looking good for our hero. So, uh, more blaster shots come through, and Mando's like, where the hell are these coming from? And come to find out, our old X-Wing pilot friends are outside blowing the living hell out of these spiders into, you know, dust. With their, our space with Mounties their have returned. The old Mounties, eh? Uh, and yeah, so, the spiders are gone, <laughs> and Carson tells, uh, they ran the tabs on the Razor Crest, and that Mando's got arrest warrants for uh, abduction for the abduction of prisoner X six nine eleven, which I believe was X six nine eleven was if you remember from season one when they go to that prison and they yeah when he's with uh, bounty hunter Bill Burr, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah the the guy that is in the uh the prison that they helped get out and he betrays Mando and everything. They were friends and all that. Yeah. So uh it's Quinn, I believe is his name or Kin. Um so Mando has a an arrest warrant for the abduction of him. However, he then notes that uh security records show that Mando had apprehended three wanted culprits and risked his own life in an attempt to protect the new republic, Lieutenant Davin or uh, Davin, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, and yeah. that is uh, designated DC-1, who's the human male soldier uh, who held the title and rank of lieutenant within New Republic Correctional Corps. Uh, and we saw him, uh, I believe, in that same episode. Uh, yes. When Bill Burr was playing Bounty Hunter in Star Wars. Um so then yep. Car- Carson tells Mando that, uh, you know, we should be arresting you for all of this, but was willing to let him go in these quote-unquote trying times. Uh, Mando offers to forego the bounty on Berg, uh, Mayfield, and Jian in exchange to, uh, to help with the repairs of his ship, but the pilots tell him to fix his transponder so they don't have to vaporize his ship next time. And then they peace out Girl Scout and get up out of Dodge. Uh, Mando patches up the canopy, and then Mando, Baby Yoda, and Frog Lady, uh, they they get on their merry way, 
And as they head off into, as they head off into space, (laughs) fucking baby Yoda has another egg. Dude, I'm telling you, I was trying to count it the whole time. I said that a little while ago before he's going on here. I think it's literally. I think I counted four or five that he ate. Now he also could eat more. Also, the frog lady is the world's worst mom. How'd she not realize that? Because it wasn't like it was like it was full, but she didn't have like a hundred. She had what, maybe like fifty or sixty or forty. So like, if someone ate five of my children, I, I would probably notice. Like, I don't know. <laughs> just yeah. saying. They were uh, they were mun- He was munching on them things like it was a delicacy, uh, and then that's where the episode ends. So. Not like we said at the top of the episode, not really a filler episode, but also not an episode that really added much to the overarching story yet. It's kind of standalone it it's, in its own way as of now, unless like they, like Kyle said earlier, unless they add on to it, it's kind of standalone because it's just, it's sort of random. This seemed like a build-up episode because I feel like they're not just going to let this story end without Mando delivering the passenger being Frog Lady. I think Frog Lady still has some some question marks about her that we still need to figure out. Um, yeah. And thinking of where this, you know, planet of Trask is going to be, it's got to be that water planet that they show in the trailer where there's like that pirate ship and that dock and everything, which is also yeah. where uh, it was kind of teased that uh, WWE superstar Sasha Banks is going to be introduced to us as who we don't know though uh so there's a lot of speculation it is a uh a lot of people thinking that it is a character from the clone wars um Uh so she is supposed to be let me find it here it's not Ahsoka, right? Someone else had a cast over her, correct? Correct. Um, so it's interesting. Um, I mean, realistically, realistically, and then Kyle and I are just being cynical, and the frog lady probably is just a mom who you know wants to give her babies. But who knows? For all we know, she could have stole those eggs that aren't even hers, and she's delivering them somebody herself. Or you know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. I'm excited. I think episode three of season two is going to be bonkers. Like, I think this is going to be one of the episodes where, like, things start to pop off a bit, in my opinion. I don't know about you. I agree. I think we're building up. So I think we'll start to see, hopefully, see things, you know, happen. Yeah. I, I think that. There's, there's still a lot to be unpacked. Like, there's still so many unanswered questions from season one. Uh, there's still so many unanswered questions, like, throughout the first couple of episodes here in season two. Um, I'm, I'm just super pumped about this potential that, you know, Sasha Banks is going to... Ah, here it is. Sabine Wren is who everyone is speculating Sasha Banks will be. Um, and for those of you that don't know who Sabine Wren is, Sabine Wren is, uh, was a Mandalorian warrior, explosives expert, and a graffiti artist in the Clone Wars and, and in, uh, Star Wars Rebels. 
Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. So she's part of the Ghost Crew, and that would be another kind of introduction of you know Frog Lady knowing where a Mandalorian might be on this planet that you know Mando is being taken to to deliver Frog Lady and her babies. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. We're going to see... We're going to see probably a lot in this next episode. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to hold on to this storyline, like the current arc with the baby, the, the little, the, you know, the frog lady, and hopefully she knows Mandalorians. So, we'll see, dude. It's, I, I don't know. Like, it's... I'm, it, it's, it's throwing off different signals. Like, you know, it could be another trap, and it could be not. Yeah, I like I said, I think episode three is going to be an episode where a lot of shit pops off. Like, we're going to get a lot of main overarching story. We're going to get introduced to some new characters, possibly get more background on the Mandalorian as a, as a creed and, you know, as a, a race of humans, um, or, you know, in the in the Star Wars universe, but I'm I'm very excited for this episode. It's a new kind of because we haven't really seen like a water planet before in Star Wars, if I'm not mistaken, in the movies or in the shows or anything like that. So that's also going to be pretty exciting, in my opinion. Yeah, the only water planet we've really seen is Camino, which is a planet in which the clones are made, but it doesn't really focus on the water. It just focuses on the cloning facilities on top of the water. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like the other closest thing we've gotten to the water is probably, um, the Phantom Menace when they're underwater and they see where Jar Jar and his people live, but that's not an underwater planet. That's just underwater. So Kyle's right. It would be cool to see a planet that's like predominantly water, like a water world esque movie with Kevin Costner, (laughs) like something that's just, you know, yeah, exactly. Something that's, you know, like literally almost all water. Yeah, like give us, you know, Aquaman or somebody. Give us pirate. Give us pirate Star Star Wars now. Give us uh, Jack Sparrow showing up, the Black Pearl, and uh, it's gonna be. I'm I'm pumped. Like Friday can't get here soon enough because I'm just I'm in that mood now. Now that we're two episodes into this season, where it's like I need more. Like give me more. I, I especially after this episode where, like we've said, it wasn't a bad episode. It was just an uneventful in, you know, some sorts, an uneventful episode where it, it left a lot of doors open that you don't know exactly which door you're going to go through when it comes to episode three of season two. Yeah, that's 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 the reason why the show's giving me mixed signals, because I, I like the first episode, but now seeing the second one, the first episode doesn't get worse, but I can it, it goes slightly down in my rankings because what you just said is so true. We don't know what way they're going because there were there were arcs in last season. You know, there was the main villain who, you know, menacingly cut open the TIE fighter and, you know, showed that he wasn't dead. And knowing people who are affiliated with the Imperials, they usually want revenge. And now this season we have a storyline of trying to find other Mandalorians, but we also know Boba Fett's alive, and now I have to deal with Frog Lady. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if both coincide, or Kyle, for all we know, they could say, you thought, and then the third episode doesn't correlate to either of those two. (laughs) And it's like, I I just want to know, 
because I, I feel like episode three is going to be kind of that re- that big reveal of what the overarching storyline of season two is going to be. You know, we got the 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 opening episode, which I thought was fantastic. This one kind of just a pickup and uh, a lead up to what could potentially happen. And then I think episode three is where you open Pandora's box to the ultimate, you know, overarching plot line of what season two could really be about. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, and then you'll hear from us next Monday what, what Kyle and I think about uh, the new episode. Hopefully it's as mind-blowing as we were speculating. Hopefully Kyle and I are ranting or not crying, but, you know, like just ex- some kind of emotion, you know, showing Losing that we either loved it. goddamn minds. Yeah, dude. I mean, the, I, I have read stuff that they want to make apparently Star Wars more horror esque, and I think I think should be fine. I mean, they did a, they, good, they, they did well, a damn good job. What better job way this than episode. Water Planet, bro? People are afraid of the ocean. Isn't that one of the, like, the biggest fears? Yeah, the ocean. And, and they did a damn good job this episode with all the goddamn spiders. Yeah, dude. I, I'm not even afraid of spiders, but I was afraid of spiders in the episode. So yeah, I'm, I'm with it, dude. And I told give me you, a little more horror. I told you before we started recording. You know, I was I was waiting for my phone to update. Uh, you know, early Friday morning from Thursday, uh, and I didn't want to go to sleep until my phone was like back up and functioning. And I was like, do I? It was about three thirty in the morning. I was like, do I turn on the Mandalorian because I looked to see how long the episode was. It was only like forty minutes. And I was like, do I turn this on now and watch it now, or do I wait? And man, oh man, was I glad that I waited. Because if I would have watched that at like 3.34 in the morning, I don't think I would have fallen back asleep. No, probably not. And if you heard noise in your house, you definitely would not have fallen asleep after watching what transpired in it that episode. with the terrifying. Like, they should have had a, a, a disclaimer that if you are, uh, you know, if you have arachnophobia, just be warned. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do usually agree with that, but at the same time, if they did that, then that would be a spoiler for oh, anyone else watching. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I feel like people with arachnophobia might not have been affected too seriously because they weren't full-on spiders. They were like space, space spiders. spiders. You know? uh, space spiders. And it seems like it might be a trend we do on Twitter, at StreamerSZN every week after we watch the episode where we do... Uh, spoilers with no context and this week's spoilers with no context were uh the ice path from pokemon gold silver and crystal <laughs> the uh <laughs> the aragog scene from harry potter uh hey. the what else did we have it oh uh the cadbury cream eggs do frogger <laughs> uh i didn't do frogger but i should have and then the other one was so it was those three, and then if I can pull it up, if Twitter wants to load. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't cooperate. Uh, here we uh, go. Yeah, just... uh, okay. It was, oh, uh, poker. Okay, I like that. So we might just yeah, make all, that a, all the a weekly thing. So we'll have spoilers, no context. You watch it, let, you know. That way you can figure out what it is, and we'll make it a recurring segment on Twitter uh, and then recap them and see if our spoilers with no context actually fit. But you could have put Frogger in there. You could have put uh, a, a Merriam-Webster Spanish-to-English dictionary in there. 
You could have put yeah. the you could have put the ant from uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids in there. I also got those. You vibes. Could put, you, yeah, you could put Ant Man. Ant Man, <laughs> yes, that, that had a double meaning. A um, lot of stuff in there. You could have put Omaha Steaks in there. Hashtag not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, overall, we rate everything we watch. So Dylan, last episode we both said was like a nine out of ten in our books. How would you rate episode 10 or chapter 10, episode 2 of season 2 of The Mandalorian? This one's going to go down a little bit. I'm not going to obviously give anything crazy low, but I'm going to say like a 7.5 just because we don't know where it's going. And I like to be critical. And I think this show is good enough or it deserves my critical side uh, to to an extent. So, I mean, 7.5 out of 10 is still not a bad it's passing. Um, and I think that will go back up next week if it you know if things happen like we think they're going to yeah i agree i i would give it a 7.8 um out of 10 i think the 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 play on you know a lot of the the throwbacks you know when we go all the way back to the beginning of the episode with the the booby trap setup kind of paying homage to return of the jedi um you know the the comedy factor was in there uh, between you know the jetpack scene and then Baby Yoda throughout the episode just munching on eggs, um, and then it kind of being like we said, it's not a filler episode, but it's kind of a build-up episode in my opinion. But it doesn't give you the overarching sense of a build-up because it leaves so many unanswered questions about what could be coming next and leaves you to speculate. And I think that's a lot of fun too. Um, yeah, but it's a a lot different in my opinion. The the series premiere also left you in that sort of state as well um frog lady i don't trust her she's sus i i, I think there's a, a lot more it. back backstory about her um and you know it was just one of those things where it didn't really add too much to the story dot 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 yet that's just <laughs> how i feel like i feel like there's still a lot to be had that will build off of this episode in the next, you know, maybe one, two, three episodes where things I think will start to pop off. But I'll give it a 7.8 out of 10. Let us know how you guys felt about this episode. Were you scared all shitless when the uh, the inevitable happened? You know, when the monster of the week showed up? Um, let us know in our Apple Podcast reviews. Leave a five-star rating and review. Let us know what you felt about Chapter 10 of The Mandalorian uh, tweet at us. Use the hashtag Mando Mondays. We'll search for it. Tag us at Streamer Season on Twitter. Uh, at KBIZZL311 is my personal Twitter. At Dylan Mazzola is Dylan's. And like we said, yep. subscribe to the podcast. Mando Mondays will be a thing from here on out for as long as The Mandalorian is a show and running new yes. episodes. Very excited about it. And um, you can check us out on any podcast platform for the most part. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, we should be on Stitcher. And we'll be on a couple more platforms very, very soon. But check us out wherever you get your podcasts, the main apps. We are there and on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review and let us know how you're feeling about The Mandalorian so far. But five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too, and we know they are five stars. And uh, follow us on social. Twitter and Instagram at streamer SZN would love to get us to a hundred Twitter followers, uh, before the next be episode awesome. drops, we're at 76 right now, uh, relatively new account, but 
It would be awesome if we could get to 100 before the next episode or before episode four. Kind of build it up, build our, our fun little Mandalorian community here. Yeah. And uh, very, very excited for episode three, chapter 11 of The Mandalorian. I cannot wait. Uh, please listen to our show. Uh, Kyle and I are going to keep talking about Mando, like he said, until it's no more. Um, and yeah, the more followers, the better. I mean, the more followers, the more things you can do, people. So let's uh, get this uh, get this uh, space wagon moving. So uh, if you like what you're listening to, be a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you didn't like it, just pretend you didn't listen to it. You know what I mean? It's that simple. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you, if you do like what you're listening to, if you do like what you're hearing from Mando Mondays, from everything else we have planned, it is Netflix November. We should be doing some Netflix uh, movies and TV show reviews very, very soon as well. A lot of new stuff added in the month of November, so very excited about that. But uh, be a friend, tell a friend, at StreamerSZN on Twitter and Instagram and on your favorite podcast app of choice. And we'll be back for you in your ears next Monday talking about chapter 11 of season two of the Mandalorian, the third episode where Dylan and I both feel like some shit's about to go down. So not going to want to miss it. Very excited to react to review and break down that episode. And, uh, we'll be, we'll be back and ready, locked and loaded more than ready to discuss that bad boy. So as they say in the old country, Dylan, may the force be with you. <laughs> And this is the way. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Mando Mondays right here on Streamer Season. Thank you to our sponsor, Tomahawk Shades. Tomahawkshades.com, promo code USP, saves you 25% off your order at checkout. And uh, check out the website as well, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. At UndergroundPHI is the podcast network Twitter. And we'll be back next Monday for another edition of Mando Mondays, brought to you by Streamer Season and Tomahawk Shades. May the force be with you. This is the way. Catch you guys next time.